Welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, where we talk to great bosses and those who build great bosses about what it takes to be a great boss. And now, here is your host, the founder and CEO of Boss Builders, Mac Monroe. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. This is your host, Mac Monroe, the founder and CEO of Boss Builders. This week, we're going to look at a technique, a technique, maybe a process, maybe some sort of a meeting, but it's known as a mastermind. Our guest this week is Tracy Davison. Tracy is an executive coach. She's a workshop leader. She's a small group and mastermind facilitator. Tracy's going to talk to us about what a mastermind is, why a mastermind would be something that managers should learn how to facilitate so they can take care of their own direct reports, and even more importantly, why a mastermind might be a good place for newly promoted managers to get some new development and techniques. She'll talk to us about how to facilitate the mastermind and some things to do and not do when it comes to working with masterminds. So with no further delay, let's meet our guest, Tracy Davison. Tracy Davison, welcome to the show. Hey, Mac. It's so nice to be here. Tracy, you have a really interesting background. Can you, before we get into the topic today, share a little bit about kind of what you've done in your experiences? Sure. Yes. Well, uh, I am originally from upstate New York, literally on the Canadian border in a small town called Malone. And I served in the public school sector for about 25 years total starting out at, as a uh, teacher's aide and then becoming a high school Spanish teacher, working into a high school principal position, elementary principal, uh, director of special ed, and ultimately superintendent in central New York. And um, I loved my job in education, had, had a lot of success and learned a lot through some bumps in the road. And it was a great experience, met a lot of wonderful people and, and worked with some great staff. However, I learned that I was not really designed for the North Country because the winters in New York are brutal. And my mother had moved to central uh, middle Tennessee. And uh, every time I spoke with her, she was laughing and telling me how much fun she was having in Tennessee. Well, in the meantime, my daughter became uh, a wife and a mother and moved to Georgia. So I decided to pack up in 2016 and move to Middle Tennessee and start my own consulting business, which is called Davison Development Group. And uh, I became a certified speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team. That later led to a DISC personality certification with personality insights. I'm actually called a human behavior consultant with that certification. And I, I basically focus on training, coaching, and speaking for a, a number of different organizations and businesses, such as school leaders, small to medium-sized businesses, women's groups, and other professional organizations. I absolutely love what I do, and it's great to kind of get back to my teacher roots as a, as a consultant and trainer. Well, this podcast is really designed for the person who's been newly promoted to a supervisor or who's been in the role for a while and just struggles. And one of the things that you talk about a lot is the idea of a mastermind. I wonder if you could explain what that is. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I guess I'll start with a quote. 
to kind of set the stage, a quote that I like from James Allen from his book, As a Man Thinketh, and it says, people are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves. Therefore, they remain bound. So yes, I, I just love that, that quote because it really, you know, we, it's true. We are always willing to share what is not going well in our lives, whether it's our personal life or our profession, but what are we doing to change things and move in, into a more productive, positive direction? And when I moved to Tennessee in 2016, a friend, and I would call him a mentor of mine, kept kind of calling me and reaching out to me and saying, hey, what are you working on? And and uh, when I first moved here, I was really kind of just taking a break from the education world. And I wasn't really sure what my next steps would be. And this gentleman is former superintendent of schools, and he's actually the assistant commissioner of education in, in New York currently. And um, just one of those people that you just meet and you just like and click with instantly. And, and he had a profound impact in my life. And he invited me to join a mastermind that he was facilitating. Now, at that time, I had no idea what a mastermind was. So uh, he explained to me that a mastermind is a group of two or more people who come together to study and learn and grow. And there's a brainstorming factor involved. There's an accountability factor. And uh, my first mastermind that I participated in was actually one on John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And not only did I fall in love with the content, but I fell in love with the process and also not feeling so kind of alone to figure out what maybe my next steps were in my career. So basically a mastermind group is it's a small group of like-minded people who meet on a regular basis, maybe eight weeks or 10 weeks at a time and have sort of a a focused accountability and structured meeting led by a facilitator who walks you through some new content. In my case, it was, it was leadership. Wow. So you went through that and you are already someone involved in education. Is there a, a person or maybe a career field that a mastermind might be best suited for? That's a really good question. I, I think a, a mastermind is really best suited for I don't see there. I don't see any lines in in terms of you know it's best for this industry or that industry. I really think it's good for anybody who has a positive mindset, who values personal and professional growth, people who want to learn a new skill or learn a new concept, and and not just learn it but apply it to improve their life or their business. But to kind of think a little more specifically. I see masterminds as a great way for, for leaders, managers, supervisors who want to model continual growth and continual learning with the people that they lead. I think it can help them to increase their influence with their team and build trust, build rapport, and to uh, basically coach their team as they are beginning as a, as a new or even a veteran leader. I've, I've worked with entrepreneurs, business owners, educators, attorneys, directors of 
CSX Railroad, <laughs> it, it, the lines really, it, there, there are no borders as to who it can impact. But I think looking back with my own leadership experience, if I had known about the mastermind process, I probably could have gotten people to come along with me a lot easier if I had added value to them and invested in their own growth by, by taking a lead as a, as a facilitator of a, of a mastermind group with my, my team. Wow. Well, you mentioned that you were in the group studying a book. Is, is the mastermind just a book club or is it different than that? Yeah. Um, a mastermind is not a book club. It is, it, it is different. It's, uh, you, know, you know, when you have people together, it, you have a, a synergy of expertise and skills and prior experiences and just that synergy of the conversations. And as, as I lead masterminds, I love to see how the group comes together and how they connect with each other throughout the process. So, you know, not only is there a structured format to the meetings with an agenda, we kind of start and end the same way. We, we begin by talking about uh, actions that were taken between the current mastermind and the previous mastermind. And people can people are invited to report out on any action steps or wins or sometimes challenges that they faced between the last mastermind and the current one. We then talk about the new, the new content. And I always add in extra resources, tools, and tips for them to, to choose from sort of like a buffet in case, uh, you know, something else resonates with them. Otherwise, it does feel kind of like a book study. So I do like to bring in extra, extra resources. And then we end with kind of an accountability and takeaway piece. You know, what were your main takeaways from today's session? And what can you see yourself doing in the next seven days? The, the masterminds can also be done virtually, which is a great feature for people who are busy. You know, I have people in a, in a mastermind that I'm leading currently on Sunday evenings and my, my participants are from five different states across the U.S. And sometimes they're traveling in their car on the call. Sometimes they're at their laptop in their home. They can, you know, they can participate in the call, in the mastermind from the comfort of their own home or at their office. So that's a nice flexibility piece that I, that I enjoy. That's great. Well, you had mentioned that the mastermind was very helpful for you as you transition into a new state. And I'm, I'm guessing that much of what you talk about in your masterminds would probably be confidential, but is there any wins that you might be able to share from clients that have been going through masterminds? Yeah, yes, for sure. Uh, I have had, let's see, I had a, a participant who was not overly fulfilled in her day job, and she really tapped into her, her passion, which was being a painter. So she actually developed her own side gig, her, her own side business as, as a uh, painter in the community. And she now has her own little studio. She's selling paintings and she's thriving in that business. And it has, that has also changed her outlook and her, her attitude in her regular day job that provides the nice health benefits and things like that. Uh, that that's one, one success story that I can think of. Other people who I would have assumed were in total contact with, um, with their own leadership skills were not so much. You know, I worked with an attorney who leads a women's group 
And she discovered through through the mastermind process that she actually is a leader where she had been kind of talking herself down. But she was she was doing was and is doing great things to help women to develop their leadership skills in in the state of New York. And uh, she really came to see herself as a leader. I had people who left left jobs that they were unhappy with. I worked with a singer songwriter here in Nashville who needed an accountability partner to help her to finish her album. And she did. <laughs> so those are just some, some stories that I guess come to mind. No, that's great. Well, I'm kind of thinking of this for, for our audience who is uh, somebody who's managing a team, typically they're, um, you know, shift supervisors or leads. How could one of those folks use mastermind or the mastermind process to develop their team? That's a great question. I think the first step might be to kind of identify some potential topics to dig into. And maybe that is a conversation that, that the leader or manager could have with his or her inner circle or team that, that uh, is a trusted group and try to find some low hanging fruit and uh, just explain what the mastermind process might look like and how it could benefit the team to get that buy-in and uh, show the people that, that he or she leads that you know the motive behind this is to invest in them and to walk them through this process and, and help them to be the best that they can be while, while the leader or manager is also willing to roll up their sleeves and, and dig in. So I would definitely, you know, one mistake I made as a brand new leader was I knew what needed to be done to get the results that needed to happen. So for example, we, I worked in a high school as a brand new principal with a very, very low graduation rate. We had a 56% graduation rate. And having had a brother who had a lot of challenges in school and ultimately dropped out of high school, you know, I saw how that impacted his life. So I had a real heart and a passion for the at-risk kids. You know, I didn't want to see any, any other students fall through the cracks as they say. Well, my first year as a leader, I was a horrible boss. I was really bad. Back, I, I, uh, I, I had no idea what it meant to lead. So I did what I, what I did the best I could with the knowledge that I had. And I think it's a matter of, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And at the end of that first year, a teacher, colleague, friend of mine came in, and he sat down and he said, you know. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to move the needle with our graduation rate, but you're going about it all the wrong way. You, you're alienating your staff from you. And we want to be with you, but you're not, you're not remembering that we're people. And man, that was a tough conversation. It was, it was tough to swallow, but boy, I needed to hear it. And that conversation changed, changed my life. And uh, I, I ended up finding a mentor and a coach and, and um, when I learned how to bring people on board with me and humble myself a little bit, that was a huge stepping stone in turning that graduation around, which as a team, we were able to bring it up to 89%. But I, I certainly could not have done that without my team. So I think it's really important as a new leader to, to build those relationships with the people that you lead. and. And to take the lead as, as the supervisor and the manager and, and bring them along. And it is time consuming. 
And you know, you do need to ask good questions and build that trust. So as a new new leader, new manager, I would suggest either, you know, researching the mastermind process and finding a piece of content to to focus on or contacting someone who does this as a as a profession. That's great. Well, if one of our listeners says I'm ready to go forward, can you share some of the challenges they might run into? Because it seems to me it'd be better to know what you're getting into before you're sitting in front of a room of people. What are some of the challenges that you might face? Yeah. Uh, Well, I think the first challenge is getting people to buy into what you're trying to accomplish, because as a new leader, you're sometimes seen as having crossed over to the other side, right? (laughs) And, um, you know, where last week you may have been coworkers with the people you're now leading, it's just a whole different relationship now. So I think, you know, challenges are taking the time, making sure as the manager, taking the time to to talk one-on-one with people and, and get to know their, their interests, their challenges, so that you can make an informed decision as to what topics you want to look into. Other, other challenges are just getting people to, to step up and, and come on board with you. Confidence might be a factor with, with the people that, that we lead. Our own confidence in leading a group can be, can be a challenge. Sometimes we have to fake the confidence. especially in the beginning, you know, just taking the time to follow up with people and encourage them because, you know, negative self-talk and fear of failure are real things that, that people face on every level, whether they're the manager or the employee. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a completely new role when you get promoted from peers. And so it sounds as though it's going to be a little bit of selling to be successful in that, but it seems to me the outcome of spending time in a mastermind is going to be beneficial for the individual, but also something that the new boss can pass on to their team. Absolutely. Yes. And it can be an ongoing process that, you know, leads to the next level and the next level and, and new doors will open and leadership will, and strengths will stand out with the people in the team. And it's just a great encouraging process to help people to grow. That's great. Well, Tracy, it's been really great having you on the show. I'm sure our listeners are just dying to know how they can get in touch with you. Is there uh, any way we can connect uh, through the web or any other means to get to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Probably the best way for people to connect with me is by sending me an email. And that address is tracy at davisondevelopmentgroup.com. And I do have a website, which is under uh, construction at this time. And I hope to have that completed soon. Great. Well, Tracy, thanks for spending the morning with us. And best of luck as you grow your mastermind business. And we, again, we appreciate you volunteering some time for our show. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Mac. Thank you so much. Well, thanks again to our special guest, Tracy Davison. You know, as the boss, it's very important that you not only work to develop your direct reports, but to take time to develop yourself. To help you do that, of course, we at Boss Builders have a couple of options. Option number one is our very famous, very flexible Boss Builder Academy. It's a combination of self-study using short videos and roundtables. And then our second option, of course, is our driving results on-site workshops. These are perfect if you're in a company and maybe have 10, 12, 20, 50 fellow supervisors and all want to learn together 
In a two to three day seminar put on by one of our certified facilitators, you'll get chances to actually practice the techniques and get some coaching and guidance. If you're in this role, you owe it to yourself to be the very best that you can be. So on that happy note, get out there and work hard to be the best boss ever. Goodbye. You've been listening to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast with Mac Monroe. To get more information on being a great boss, visit us online at thebossbuilders.com or at Mac's blog, macmonroe.com. Until next time, get out there and be a great boss.